0: I've got a question for you this morning. All right. What is, or tell me about
1: the hottest and or coldest you've ever been? Okay, um, let's see here. The the hottest I've ever been and the coldest I've ever been. Whew. Well, coldest, I think I can actually find several moments in life where there were some very cold moments. Hottest, I'm not, I, you know, that's a tough one. That is, that's really a tough one. Um, but for 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 sake of this, the the coldest I've ever been, I think, is um, I was at Heinz Field, which is now big, big topic of debate. Have you heard this topic of debate where they no longer have the sponsorship of the ketchup and there's some weird company that no one can pronounce? What seen what, guess, what what is Heinz Field? Where is that?
0: <laughs> whose, whose stadium is that? As is as
1: that? you are. As you're being mugged by all the Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Well, uh, here's is, the thing. Yes. I grew up and it was Three Rivers
0: Stadium. It was Correct. before right. they did all that nonsense. And it's my understanding, Correct. Three Rivers Stadium went away. They built a new one. And as far as I'm concerned, when they smashed Three Rivers Stadium, there, there is no Pittsburgh Stadium anymore. That said, <laughs> Pittsburgh
1: died <laughs> the day Three Rivers went to the ground. That's right. Yes. Um. No. So Heinz Field is the stadium for the or was the stadium for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Panthers college, whatever. So, uh, they were sponsored by, it was probably built in. 0403 around that time frame. Let's just say right. it was early two thousands. So it's been around. It's, it's still a wonderful stadium, still great, uh, but their sponsorship with Heinz, which is a Pittsburgh based station ended. And I, Akershore, shore acker uh, you know who the heck knows uh i'm not sure i'm not sure what the actual company is but there's giant uproar online especially in my facebook crowd because i have a bunch of steeler fans that right. refuse to call it this new company and they're no. just going to call it heinz field still
0: no, good for
1: them good for yeah, them I I, I, I I continue to say let's revert and let's call it new three rivers stadium that's, that's yeah
0: that's what so, i mean is I, it is it is is it in the same
1: location or is it yeah, somewhere it's pretty else? Pretty much. Pretty much. It's it's still on the river. We can so, easily call it New Three Rivers or Three Rivers Jr. like you know. Or, or call it Two Rivers.
0: Sure. And the, and sure. then when they wreck that one and build a new one, we refer to that as One River. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then the next iteration it's No Rivers. That And make... then it gets it gets weird when they do it again and you're at Negative 1 River Stadium. Yeah. That just gets that just gets odd.
1: But, Silly. No, and I'm awful. I'm
0: I'm I'm in favor.
1: All right. So I'm I'm at because Hines it's silly Field. and awful. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm at Heinz Field and it's a Thursday night football game. And it's the first time that I've ever gone to a live football game. I think this was either the a Steelers toddler, Yeah. A, oh, a, a, I don't nice. like live football, Todd. I don't like I don't. like well, that's, live
0: football. that's fine. I'm just more impressed that you got to go to a professional football game.
1: Okay, that that
0: to me. I mean, I'm not a sports guy, but that to me just seems like a thing that, you know, that's. A mythical thing that other people do because oh, you know okay. the tickets the tickets cost more than your first three children and therefore you know like it just does professional football games are things that just like other people do like it's just not something that is within the realm of what a normal human can do and i realize that's not right i mean they fill those goddamn stadiums
1: i was but gonna say i think
0: it's i think it's a combination of just not being a big sports guy uh-huh. and growing up super poor Where, like, just there are plenty of things that for normal folks, like, yeah, we're gonna go do this thing, it just was not an option. (laughs) Go to Outback Steakhouse, whoa, I ain't got that kind of money, man. Like, that kind of a deal, you know what I mean? Okay,
1: sure, Um, sure. I didn't realize that going to a football game was that, like, I just never sought it out, sure, sure. Well, I mean, I personally, and the reason I don't like live football is because the view on your couch is far better than the view in the stadium, and the whole hassle of getting in getting out it's just like nah i don't oh, yeah, yeah. No. i mean it, yeah I it's agree. cool they score touchdown and you hear this echoing roar and this and that but i mean likely the reason that i'm not into football and i've gone to a couple preseason games thereafter just because i didn't have to pay for the tickets and somebody was just like hey you want to go and i'm like okay and it's preseason <laughs> so it's kind of like no one cares so right. it's not nearly a big <laughs> hassle and it's nice out um, right. but this thursday night game was in the midst of november and it was late at night and we're on the river and we're kind of up high. And as much as I dressed in layers and so forth, it was just God awfully cold. And you're <laughs> there and you paid money and it's not oh, like, yeah. let's go warm up. Let's go this, that. No, right. we had hand warming, um, you know, those like hand warming, you break them right. and then they yeah, heat yeah. up or so forth. Yeah. Like we used those like completely out our butts were just like completely frozen and i don't think it was like in the negatives it was just for whatever reason that the elevation and the wind and just it wasn't snowing it was just super super cold and i think that goes down as one of the coldest i've ever been for a longer period of time you know i'm sure i've been super super cold when i've went you know sled riding or so forth but in this case i do remember being there for you know two three hours. And having to walk back to the car and not being able to feel your hands and or your feet for that matter. And that, I think, is the coldest I've been. So I'll pass the baton to you, Todd. How, how cold were you and where were you at?
0: I would say the coldest I've been. I was going to say Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, where I went to a school because I was there like in the depths of winter. And it got real freaking cold. But now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was actually um, adjacent to Chicago when I, right right after boot camp. Um, for some reason, after I graduated boot camp, they couldn't send me directly to a school in Missouri. There was something like they weren't ready for me or something. So, okay. I, had to, so I had to stick around um, basically on base with the boot camp kids for like a couple of weeks. Um, but you didn't have to weird. do anything. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you're you're not in boot camp, so you're not you don't have to do any of that stuff. But you know, the Navy just can't have you sitting around doing nothing. That's sure. that's not how we fly. So we had to, we had to stand watch. We had this watch rotation that was pretty heavy, and one of the watch stations was like the guard shack at the entrance to the ba- to the base. Mm-hmm. It occurs to me you've probably
1: never been to, an, a, to any sort of military base. No, just like a football game for you. I thought it was a thing of myth. I didn't think that they existed. (laughs) I didn't think normal people like myself could go to such places. Well, you you may have seen something like this on TV. Like when you get to a
0: military base, there is a guard shack at the the entrance, like in the middle of the road. And there's a dude there that, you know, let me check your ID. Let me make sure you're good. Okay, Carry on. Sort of a deal. And for uh, well, and I guess the thing that you don't see on TV because normally if you're going through some sort of guard shack, you have to stop and talk to the guy because that's a, a moment of tension because you know obviously you're trying to sneak into the base. Of course. Like, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen a show where somebody's going on a military base where they where you see the guard shack where it's not them trying to scam their way in. Otherwise, sure. you just they just drive in. One scene you're driving, the next scene you're wherever you need to be on base. Absolutely. But in reality like at least on where I was back in the day. And mind you, this was pre pre nine 11. So things might be different now, Mm -hmm. but there were stickers that you put on your windshield of your car. Okay. And, and red was for enlisted blue was for officers. And I believe green was for civilians. Okay. So like you could like, if they had a sticker, basically you could just wave them in. Like you didn't necessarily need to stop and ask for id unless they didn't have one of these stickers and of course because they're color-coded that was tricky because like for red you just wave through for blue because they're officers you have to salute at them um, okay and for for green they're civilians and you just wave them through too well for some reason at that distance like the blue the blue and the green i had a hard time telling her i i saluted so many civilians it wasn't
1: i was funny. gonna say they, they're um, probably happy they're probably fine
0: they don't I mean they I mean, it's far better to salute a civilian than to not salute an officer. I can tell you that. Okay. Much. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But it was uh height of November and they Chicago is known as the windy city for a damn yeah. good reason. Yeah. And it was it was like, you know, two feet of snow, blistering winds, and mind you, the uniforms, yeah, you know, you've seen sailors with their little white hats. Mm-hmm. Those don't those don't cover your ears. Yeah. So Oh, that's rough. Yeah, ears, fingers, like just, just froze. Like, and you'd you'd stand watch for for 15 minutes, and then somebody would come stand for like 15 minutes, and you'd hustle into like the inside the guard shack where there was you know coffee and a and a heater, and you'd thaw out just enough for the dude to be like, all right, your turn, and
1: you'd do that for like four six hours. That that's probably the coldest I've ever been. Yeah, that. So it sounds to me like when you're thinking of cold. You think of November and wind, and then you're, that's that's the linking metrics or yeah. features, I guess, that yeah. that both of our stories have. When it comes to being the hottest, I'm really struggling finding a specific point in time where I'm like, this is the hottest I've ever been. <laughs> you know, for <laughs> me, I, you know, I, I mean, cold, it's like I can remember for several moments of like, all right, this is extremely cold and so forth. But hot, I feel like it is a matter of... You know, there's a lot of places that I've been that I felt super hot. You know, there's definitely moments where I'm like, yeah, it's super hot out here. But maybe I'm just wise and/or fortunate enough to be able to get out of the heat, or smart enough to <laughs> not have to. You know, yeah. like I, I don't mean, think I just... I've been stranded anywhere where I can't just say, all right, air conditioning is nearby. Let me walk in. As much as I was at like the football game where like there were no heat, there were like no yeah. heated areas. I would I think this. that, yeah. you know, going to um walt disney world in a, Honestly,
0: i just assumed it had to have been disney related for the heat you know I,
1: here's the thing is i think it would be disney but we're very smart and we don't go midst of july yeah or really yeah. early august or late june we really avoid all that we go in may which is it's yes it's definitely hot there but it's not extremely to the point yeah. where you can't breathe we go in like september which, once again, it can be. Uh, November is actually very, very pleasant when oh, we yeah. go. And then typically we go in like a February, March, which is perfectly fine. So yeah. maybe, maybe, uh, you know, the upcoming August trip might be the hottest. Uh, and then, you know, we can obviously visit back and we'll just throw in some show notes that Eric now has witnessed the hottest he's ever been. Uh, but I I tend to think <laughs> the hottest I've ever been was probably more so at like a Kennywood or something, you know, because that's when you go in July, June and July. Yeah. And that's yeah. where there's la- less shade and you're forced to stand somewhere because if you're in line for two hours, you'd be forced to stand there in some somewhat of the sun, you know, without really being cooled off anywhere. So I would venture to say that if I had to say art right, the hottest I've ever been was probably something like at a Kennywood years ago in the midst of summer. So I was right in that it's an amusement park. I was just, wrong park. Wrong? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think so, you know. I, well, I mean, just, you would know. <laughs> like I said, man, I mean unless you can trigger some moments in time where I would be super hot that I'd be like, Oh, okay. I do remember that. I just, you know, I don't do yard work, you know, very much <laughs> like I'm not, uh, um, you know, it's been a long time since I've played any summer sports where I would have been like stuck outside well, that's, for a long time. That's know? what I was
0: thinking. Like, like it's not like you played football in high school
1: or you had like summer camps for, for that, or you're stuck outside you're right. hustling and sweating and whatever. No, yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Well, how about you? I I feel like you have more hot stories considering you lived in Florida and you did have, you know, summertime outside jobs and stuff like that. Oh, well, it's
0: it's it's not even necessarily that it's I spent a bunch of time in Puerto Rico. I spent a bunch of time in Honduras. Those were pretty hot, pretty bad. Yeah, I did do landscaping in Florida, but I feel like I don't know that that is necessarily the hottest because I feel like I acclimated to that and it wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was hot. It was probably hotter than you would want to deal with. But for me at the time, it was like, eh, it's all right. I would say, and I'm hard-pressed to, to say which situation was hotter, because they happened mm-hmm. far enough away, and the circumstances were different enough to where, I'm not, I'm not sure how comparable they were. I was deployed to Okinawa, we mm-hmm. our, our seven-month bit in Okinawa, and part of that involved us doing a field exercise, which is basically... Everybody pack up your gear. We're going to go pitch tents in the woods and play like we're having a war for two weeks. Okay. Um, And it was summer. And one of the things that is part of those field exercises are the CBR preparedness, chemical, biological, radiological warfare. And so what that involves is what they call mop gear. It's M-O-P-P, and I can't remember what that stands for because it's been, you know, over 20 years, and I just don't care. Uh, but basically, it's this heavy clothing that you put on that's lined with activated charcoal. I mean, and also a gas mask and, like, rubber gloves and, and galoshes okay. and whatever. But it's the stuff you put on so that if, you know, you're under some sort of gas attack or whatever, it's it's meant to protect you from that. And so part of it are drills to see how quickly you can get all that crap on. And then part of it is, yeah, we're gonna leave you in this stuff for hours on end, so you know what that's like. Because in the event of a real world attack like that, you're wearing this stuff until that threat is gone and they're able to decontaminate the area. Like you're gonna, you're living in this shit for a while. Sure. Um, and so it was Okinawa. It was height of summer, and they put us in MOP-4, which is everything, gas mask. Like you are sealed up tight in this thick, scratchy stuff, and. Like we'd done these drills before in field exercises when we were, you know, back in the States, but like the gear that they gave us, it was like, like, wasn't the real deal. Like it's, it was mop gear, but it's mop gear that people have worn and taken off. And uh, like, it's been, it's been worn enough by enough people that it's like gotten, like you ever get like a brand new pair of jeans Sure. Know, like, firm and crisp and maybe a little bit coarse, but over the course of time of washes and wears, it starts, it starts to get soft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, these, the clothing, the, the mop gear, when you get it fresh, it's, like, vacuum sealed, and it's, like, crunchy and crisp. Yeah. Like, like you sure. have to, like, work it to get it to the point to where you can even get into the stuff. And the stuff we got in Okinawa was that way. So not only are you in this, you know, sweat... Thick, heavy ass sweat thing in the height of summer, but also like all of that activated charcoal is like f- powdering off into your sweaty ass arms. like it was just miserable. It was, it was yeah, bad. that sounds um sounds miserable i I think that was probably it the 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 closest I've come to that, like as a civilian was when me, Abby, and the girls were off on one of our out west adventures and we got a campsite at Lake Mead and it was right on the lake and like we went and swam in the lake and that was great but that night it was like 90 100 degrees whatever and there was like no air moving
1: and i was just just laying there in the tent just simmering in my own juices that was also yeah. not great that is um, quite miserable times it just seems like a ten in general yeah <laughs> it, you know doesn't have well no no just from a air Oh, yeah, perspective. Like, I don't know how they're set up, but it just seems like, yeah, that would be super, super hot. You did trigger me when you were talking about like itchiness and and so forth. There (laughs) was one time. No, 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 (laughs) no. This is this is going to this is the part of the show where we make everyone feel uncomfortable because you can almost feel you can almost feel this. at the okay. old house one of the major things that we were trying to do this is my first starter home was not insulated at all like no insulation whatsoever uh, ooh. so yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay. we i just were, thought of another hot time but carry on yes 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 um the insulated so the attic did not have any insulation so of course what we did is we get you know your pink panther you know roll up insulation right. um and it is definitely. I think it's in the midst of the summer which is not a smart move in general but that's you know when we were doing work on this stuff i do not like being super itchy so of course i put on a long sleeve shirt long pants Mm -hmm. gloves so forth and i am slowly laying row upon row of insulation in the attic to the point where i'm kind of getting myself trapped in and it is just a miserable Miserable, oh, yeah. itchy, couldn't breathe really well. well. There's not a lot of circulation and ventilation for that matter. And I yeah. do recall that being kind of miserable. I don't remember if I, if it's the hottest I've ever been, but the combination of hot, miserable, kind of trapped. Yeah, that was a horrible, miserable experience and which we'll just throw it on the list of the hottest I've ever been. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about being hot that's bad, but mm-hmm. being hot and itchy is just so much worse. Isn't that the worst? I mean, yeah. and that's, that is kind of, I do recall. So, a lot at the old house, you know, back before Central Air, we had the one air conditioned room. And I don't know if anybody else has kind of had the situation. I know there were a couple friends of mine that did similar stuff, but you had the one room that had the the air conditioner in there and you kind of like the window, out there. the window
0: shaker. Yes. Yeah yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. You kind of hung out there. And then most of the time, if it was super hot out, you'd sleep downstairs and the parents would let you sleep downstairs because it's so hot. And, and so, oh, forth. yeah. And I thought that, you know, that was always kind of like, all right, they're very, they're very kind to let us do that. yeah um, But one summer I did indeed, you know, and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode about books. I got poison ivy and I had yeah. to, uh, and that was itchy, super hot out. And I just like lived in front of that air conditioner because anywhere else in the house, I was miserable. And oh, yeah. if on the misery index, that was uh, very high up there, probably more so than anything else. And I would deem that as you know, being the hottest I've ever been as well. Very nice. I mean, not nice, but no, thank we, you don't, for we don't. We don't. Yeah, we don't wish <laughs> it, that upon anyone. But itchy, itchy, and hot—horrible combinations. I don't know that there's much more to talk about, hot or cold wise. Do you have anything else
0: good? good no, on that no. Before no, no, I no. switch gears on you.
1: No, switch gears.
0: Go for it. So, it, I mean, it just got me thinking. What is the farthest north, south,
1: east, or west that you've been from home? Well, um, I would say, now granted, I don't have a map in front of me, so I well, would say the f- furthest north would likely be, hmm, I believe, uh, uh, Niagara Falls. That, that is absolutely the correct answer there. I was going to say okay. Lake Erie, to be quite honest, yeah. but Niagara Falls is is a little bit beyond that. So that is north. Yeah. South. We would have to say i mean you'd have to look either at miami and or uh where the bahamas are and i believe the bahamas probably are for further south you've been to the bahamas well yes we went to the bahamas uh lauren had some type of um work award trip so we went to the nice. bahamas for several days nice. nice, so i think the bahamas now granted you know every I, I only can picture i do not believe texas i've been to texas we've been to austin texas I do not know where that's at in Texas. If that is towards the southern, then we might be, you know, hypothetically further south. But I don't don't know yeah. how that would map out. I don't have a map I've covered my bases there, but no. Yeah, that probably would also be the furthest west um, because I think that is further than Chicago. But once again, you figure that out. Tech, um, oh, the te- The
0: Texas piece. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, Florida is not that far west. The Bahamas no, no, are not
1: west at all. Like, no, oh yeah, you no, did say Texas no. in there. Okay, Texas, that makes sense. Texas. So we've gone Chicago. We've uh, is the furthest there. And in terms of east, I mean, like, I don't. I mean, Florida, Virginia. I mean, we've been, you know, to all the almost most of the eastern states. So yeah. you know, we've seen the Atlantic Ocean multiple times. You Just figure Bahamas are still probably the furthest east. So yeah, I'm not nearly as sense. um. Uh, diverse in travel as you. So we haven't really ventured to anywhere super super cold because I mean Niagara Falls is cold, but it's not yeah. super super north. And I mean I guess we're pretty close to the equator when we're down in Florida. We'll go back to Todd. yes fin- finish your I mean I, I'm gonna ask you the same damn question, so you might as well just go for it.
0: <laughs> oh okay. Uh yeah.
1: Um let's see north
0: I guess technically it would be alaska because when we deployed to okinawa which by the way would be the furthest west i've been we we flew up to alaska and then down to okinawa but i mean does it count if you're only there for the duration of like a layover yeah does it that does. count yeah yeah it does um,
1: i mean it has to i mean i would say if your feet touched the ground then it counts.
0: Oh, yeah, because we got off the plane and I've hustled yep. myself outside in the absolutely cold to power down a couple of cigarettes before we made the next. Like, of course. Journey well, show.
1: absolutely. <laughs> if you smoked a cigarette there, then it definitely counts.
0: <laughs> OK, um, then I guess Alaska's farthest north, farthest west, like I said, would be Okinawa. Farthest east would be Leeds, England. That's yeah. There for work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember. Um, I know that then, story well. and then furthest furthest south i i has got to be honduras i would think well i mean i guess i guess i'd have to look at a map and see which is further south honduras or okinawa given that they're all like on opposite sides of the planet it's hard for me to visualize which is further south but it's one of those two
1: so the goal here is is within semi the next time we record an episode similar to this you and i both have had to go to the north pole and the south pole and then just honestly just walk across the equator with our remember we made that cool looking bridge type thing that goes oh, all the yeah. way across the world. That's right. Um, and that's then right. we can say we've been, you know, the furthest everywhere. Furthest that's, east, west and north, south. So that that, that would that would fix all of our problems. We would have to do no no math and looking at no maps. So <laughs> that is the solution, Eric, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you plan on so do you plan on breaking any of those? Are you planning on going any anywhere? More north, more south, more east, more west in the coming, let's say, five years. I can't remember where in Alaska we flew into. And so
0: at some point, I mean, Abby and I have, Abby and I and the girls have seen 48 out of the 50 states. Yeah. Together. And the the plan was to do Alaska at some point, and then to do Hawaii. We're gonna do Hawaii for the 50th state for mm-hmm. my 50th birthday. OK, so, we've, so within the next couple of years here, we're we're supposed to go to Alaska. And I guess it depends on where we go in Alaska relative to where that airport was. We'll sure. determine it because I I can't think of anywhere else where I'll get further north than freaking Alaska. I mean, I guess I guess uh, if I decide, you know, upper Scandinavia sounds great. Does I, I don't, it does. Though. I want to fr- I want to freeze and not see the sun. I mean, which, I mean, there, there is a certain appeal to that for a very brief stint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't foresee anything as far as me going to English speaking places, because let's face it, I'm that guy <laughs> just cause I'm, I'm, I don't know other languages and I'm weird with, in those scenarios. I can't figure anything much more North than Alaska as an option. Sure. East of Leeds. Uh, Again, not being good with languages and just not wanting the hassle. (laughs) I like, I don't know. I don't know if there's, like, I would think, okay, maybe there's some places in Europe that would be nice to go to. And maybe, but I don't necessarily have any plans to do that. Sure. You know what I mean? But you do have
1: plans. You do have plans to go um, further, possibly further north, possibly.
0: Yes. Yes. And as far as east and west goes, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'd have to figure out where... The opposite longitude is from where I am in Ohio to, to figure to you know because after you go so far west you're actually east again you know what I mean you, that's what that's that where it's kind
1: and, of and, yeah that's kind and, of where it's difficult for me I'm like hmm how do you know
0: yeah and like I'm 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 pretty sure that Okinawa is on the western side of that and I don't know that I'm gonna be I'm gonna do much more than that because again we've got to go to Hawaii but that's actually closer
1: than Okinawa is. Yeah. So we would, you would have to almost go to like China or right, you know, Russia or right. somewhere, Australia, maybe. I mean, Australia would be, Australia would be a good one for you because that would be the, probably the southernmost. Yeah. And, um, and maybe, maybe the most Western, like I said, yeah. you, you know, these, this whole globe thing makes it really difficult to know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is one of those instances those where, maps where it's like, yeah. you know, how big are these things? And, yeah. This
0: is this is the times where you, we wonder if maybe those flat earthers, you know, are on to something. I mean, they're uh, wrong,
1: but it yeah. certainly would make conversations like this easier. it sure uh. <laughs> would. Sure would. So, from my perspective, we will probably, I mean, west is definitely going to happen. West is really the Disneyland effect when once we right. get there, that'll make it very easy for us to say, "Alright, this is the furthest west we've gone." Right. Um, at some point in time, of course, you know, they do have Disney resorts in Hawaii. Uh, they also have several in Tokyo and several in China and right. France, you know, in Paris would probably be, you know, the one that we would actually hit up. Um, so we, you know, and I've had all this mapped out and I figured it would be like, a, you know, a pretty good two month exchange and how to get there and so forth. Um, it has been. And so, I mean, I can break all my records, hopefully within like a two month area when when I either fall into a whole bunch of money and or my wife falls into a bunch of vacation times and we just want to neglect the kids' education. So whatever whatever comes comes around, but I think I can, I mean, yeah you think legit. West I think West will happen and we'll be able to break that. North. maybe I want to, like I, I don't have a reason to go further north than Niagara Falls, but you know, I wouldn't be opposed to going you know to uh, New England and you know the states up there just to walk around and see what's up. you know, I'd go to Maine just for fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that
0: stretch is pretty nice. I would say, and this is going to piss off all the local sports team folk, but there's something to be said for Michigan. OK, I, I, I hear I've not been to the Upper Peninsula, but I've heard wonderful things about mm-hmm. it. Sure. You know, when when Abby and I went, there's Great Lakes and Mackinac Island and we got a cabin like it's it's pretty nice. That's it's a good little little getaway spot that's not super crazy far away. And
1: that's for, where we're going to whatever end. that's worth to you. We try to go in November so I can break my cold streak. There you go. Well, there so, you go. Um, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. So there you well, go. Well that that works out well. We've we've discussed hot, cold, and different places in the world where you can be hot and cold. I think that does a really good time for everyone. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing, Eric. And hopefully thank you. you're
0: able to stay the appropriate temperature there at your home and not have to go anywhere. Be happy and convenient for you. Thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed that. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one.
1: Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on
0: Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast.